Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. Paul and I upstairs at Salt having a little catch up over a coffee in between life and goings on, all those sorts of things. It's been busy of late. How's things, yes, yeah. okay? I'm pretty chill, to be honest. We're closed Seems at the moment. Chilled, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still here working. I'll be, I think I'll probably only have like two, three days off over the week, but it's, well, you know, works my life, isn't it? It's, yeah. like, I enjoy it. So it's nice. I mean, I was here on my own all day yesterday working on dishes for the book, just chill, take my time, music on, podcasts on, nobody bothering me, front door locked. It's like a, it's like the stars of a line because it's a weird one where not only is the restaurants off for Easter for two weeks, so no one's here, but then also because it's half term, your kids are on holiday with their mum. Yeah, so in you're Tenerife. in just this weird window of just like yeah which bliss. Is, normally, when we're closed, I'm either have them, especially the first part of the week, yeah. or I'm away with them, or if they're away, I'm away. Like mm. last year, so this I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah, so I'll, I'll do work. <laughs> no, I've got a lot of social things going on as well. <laughs> no, I've got friends. Yeah, I've got friends. I'm, I'm I can see anyone whenever I want. I'm not that sad. <laughs> but it was just weird yesterday because I'm here a lot, obviously. Like, and say if I'm up here working and the guys are downstairs, they're always coming and chatting or make, asking questions or, or I yeah. go and get involved in shit, if I'm honest. The guys are fine. They can handle out. anything. I have to go and get involved. <laughs> but yesterday, I just had nothing else bothering me. Right. So it's predominantly book, a book day. Yeah, book day. Yeah, just development for that, really. Yeah, okay. and a bit more later on today. And then yeah, I'm at the GQ Food Awards tomorrow okay. night. That's fun. That, that is should a, be good. That's yeah. a, that's a that's high-profile event. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, only yeah, the best come on. to get invited. <laughs> no, I've never been before. Do you feel so. the pressure on what to wear? Uh, no, I do, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. GQ is like, it's fashion and it's... But this is like the food side. Just the food? I think so, food and drinks. It's okay. not like the whole, whole magazine. And the food and drink side of their sort of brand is, is huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's say. I think maybe a, it's like dressing down a tux, isn't it? So it's like you do like a tux with trainers. Or yeah, I probably like I wear a real smart, nice, perhaps my Ted Baker blazer or something like that, and yeah, t-shirt and a nice t-shirt underneath something like, like that. Pocket yeah. hanky, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I think it's got one kind of built in. But we need to. We'll, we'll post. I'm not much the, of a fashionista. What, what what you eventually wear, we'll put on the nightcap page okay. just to see. Get some validation from our <laughs> listeners. Uh, we've got loads, loads of ground to cover today, um, including a few restaurants out that I've been to. Me and Paul took a trip last week to do a special podcast recording. First, though, I think we've got to talk about sort of 
story that came up last week, not really a story, but it was covered in every publication going around Brooklyn Beckham's cooking of a cork. <laughs> if you didn't see this, I don't know how you didn't, but he basically posted an Im- image on Instagram of him like stirring a big, a classic, like big old pot with a ladle in it. And you can actually see him there that he's got a cork from a wine bottle in the bottom. It looks like he's saw, it looks like a Bolognese-esque thing. Yeah, some sort of ragged in it. Yeah. And he's got a cork in there. Now, I obviously everyone kicked off like, what is going on with this? Then his mum was like... Uh, doing she, she get involved? She was doing Instagrams on her story, I think, about, oh yeah, no, corks is a thing. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> so what is it? What is the... Is there, like, a, is there a myth? I th- is there a hack? Yeah, there's is 100% there a, a myth. What's the myth? 100%. The myth? So I'd never heard of it, right? Yeah. Never heard of it. And straight away, I was like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> and they're like, no, it actually tenderizes it. It's an old wives' tale. But <laughs> like a lot of old wives' tales, they're bullshit. Or they've just come through a different reason. Now I'll get to it. I found out the, the actual reason why. Okay, great. Um, which I'll get to in a minute. But so they say it tenderizes the meat. Bullshit. Why, why are you slow cooking it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's what's tenderizing. That's the only thing that's tenderizing me. Then the other one, where a lot of people say, and a lot of fucking people who are licking his ass were defending him, <laughs> saying that, well, it draws the moisture out, which tenderizes it. That's wrong on two things, because obviously well, like, you need moisture like to help tenderize. Like supposedly rice draws out the moisture of an iPhone. Like, yeah. Is that the pro- what are they but, trying to say? Why do you put a cork in a wine bottle? Because it doesn't absorb moisture. Great point. Yeah. Why, when you put it in water, what happens? It floats. Yeah. It repels moisture, <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> like. Yeah, good point. Didn't think about that. Yeah, as soon as I read that, I was like, no, it's the, the opposite. It's not a sponge. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah every, true, wine, sponge. every wine bottle would just be fucking empty. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I'd love to see him there with a sponge though, in there. Can you imagine it's a massive sponge just floating around? But then even so, like, if you draw in moisture out of a ragu, then you're not going to be able to cook it and tenderise it. Yeah, so wrong on two levels, right? So, but I don't know. I think he's just trolling us now. He's such a shit cook, yeah. right? <laughs> that he's having to do these things to try and be relevant in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was the same with his photography, wasn't it? Oh, Did you yeah, ever see not. it? No, I forgot about that. Oh, God, he was trolling photographers. I reckon he was just trolling. Do you reckon? The, like the worst ever. Was it? Do you think like, no, I like photography, but I'm not great at it. Yeah, sure. But like the aperture's wrong, the fucking exposure's wrong, the focus is wrong. <laughs> he took a photo. <laughs> of an elephant did you ever see it no. you, mate you've got to find this now, have yeah, a look uh, and the quote next to it elephant something about it's so beautiful it's so hard to photograph it's completely black in, sh- in the shade <laughs> okay <laughs> this is in his photography book oh wow that I mean it looks like it was taken on <laughs> do you know it looks like cock and balls yeah it looks it like a silhouette of cock and balls the ears of the elephant it's incredible Dreadful. But it's his, like this photography book is awesome for the wrong reasons because the quotes next to it, he's trying to be really deep. Oh, no. Bless him. And they're deep. fucking stupid. That's, how old is he now? Mid 20s, probably. Oh, I assume. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. Oh, it's so like you, that everything's cringe around it. Like he's like dad. I love his dad. His dad oh, was a fucking superb talent, I an icon. Yeah. But he's just, he hasn't found what he wants to be, has he? Must be the hardest And thing he's in the world, trying. Right? Like, yeah. what do you do? Your dad is David Beckham. What the fuck are you doing? I think you've just got to own it and be like, yeah, I'm a rich kid and, you know, I'm going to try this or try that. But I think it's the that cringy TikTok video where they're like, he pulls up in his, what was it, his McLaren? And mm. someone's like, hey, what do you do? It's obviously all staged. No, yeah. I'm a chef. <laughs> How many chefs are driving McLarens? No, exactly. So, oh. you know, you're barely a cook. There's home, uh, most home cooks are better than you. Yeah. And I was looking through his um, Instagram because I don't follow him. And... 
Yeah, there's a lot of chefs on there that like his shit, and I see you. I see you <laughs> kissing his ass. <laughs> yeah. We're just liking it. And you see it straight away if you follow them, liking it. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, oh, it's sickening. <laughs> I just, I just realised though, if we ever thought we could potentially get David Beckham on our podcast, that can't happen now. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, I, I was cringing that he's obviously working with brands. You know, just want to work with him because of who he is. Yeah. And he did this. Th- this thing made me cringe more than the cork thing. He did this fettuccine Alfredo, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and he used this like plant-based milk um, and it's just this Americanized, cra- he made a bechamel yeah. and then put pasta through it. And it's like, cause Americans have already bastardized an Alfredo. An Alfredo is pasta, yeah. butter, Parmesan. Right, but the Americans glug cream in and oh. you know, just make it all cream. That's what they think an Alfredo is. But an Alfredo is those three ingredients essentially from Rome, famous chef, something Alfredo, I can't remember. And then he's just made this and called it an Alfredo. With oh, it was just appalling. Like, just looked so bad as well. It doesn't take much to find that out either. No, to like find it's, really... especially now. It's like I've known that for years, and now Is you just look on the internet. Out? Like producers or like people helping him. He must have. Well, he had a dog in his sleeve cooking that thing, helping him, that's, didn't he? That's the other thing. I got the photo. I forgot about that. That was a minor de- detail. But he basically had like a sling. Yeah. A dog. Well, I don't know if that's. A, does that class as a dog? Have you seen it? It's smaller than my cat. Yeah, it's an overgrown rat, I think. It looks like it should have a TY tag coming out. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. But yeah, he's got it in a sling while he's... And the, the dog's sort of sniffing in the dish while he's cooking his cork. Yeah. It's just... But I think what was... Um, I don't know whether it was... De- I guess it might have been deliberate, but... It was such a candid-looking photo. It was... It, it's not like a... He's not looking at the camera and he's just stirring. You can only just see the cork in the bottom left-hand corner. Yeah. Like you might have just, loads of people might have just seen that photo and not even noticed the cork. Yeah, a lot of people would, yeah. That's why it seemed so like, what are you doing? Or, or yeah. was it even just, he didn't even know it was in there? No, I reckon he's, he's done it because people do. And that brings me back to the real reason why. So people still think that, some people think it tenderizes it because they've always been told by their mom or their nan or whatever and passed it on. Um, but anyone running common sense can work out a piece of cork is never going to make a difference to a ragu. Right. If you had two ragus, you could never taste one and then the other go, that one's a cork. Yeah, if, if you started on the same, the <laughs> split them in half and then added the liquid and one cork in one. Yeah. Show me the difference. Yeah, no Show good. me the difference, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... It goes back to Portugal years ago, and it's with octopus. They used to put it in braising with octopus. It became tradition. But where it came from, apparently, originally, because I wanted to find out, so I've done a lot of research to find out where it is. And one of the origin stories is that on, I think it was on like ships or something. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact location of it. Um, the workers would be braising their octopus all together in one pot because it was easier. Yeah. And they'd tie a piece of string with a cork to their octopus so they knew which their octopus was so they all had their own octopus in one pan so it came from that the octopus was cooking with the cork so they were like i don't know if they had some carving or something or a specific cork that they knew was there so that that's my octopus that's That's my octopus yeah and then some idiots have turned it in with flavor it's literally to do it's the it's the school playground equivalent of putting your name in the back of your jumper yeah Uh, basically that is literally it you're putting your name in your octopus jumper (laughs) (laughs) that is it Fuck God, me. that'd be hard to knit, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, fucking no. Like sti- you'd be like stitching flesh. It'd be fucking awful. <laughs> no, I meant um, like with the eight arms. Oh yeah, 
in the jumper. Good point. Um, Oh, Brooklyn. Gift that keeps giving. Just seeing all these photos as well, man. I mean, there are like blogs dedicated to ripping him apart. I know. And it feels sorry for him in a way and he's been trolled, but it's going to happen. He has plenty of people around him to advise him that that's That's really bad. That's the thing. But I mean, maybe his dad is just like, go on, mate. Yeah. He's just encouraging him. (laughs) His dad's the ultimate troll. Go on. (laughs) Go on, do it. Do it. Take the heat off me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Go do this while I take money off guitar. (laughs) Interestingly though, I do remember and I think it might have been before he came. They came back to the UK, sort of permanently. Not that I follow David Beckham adamantly, but he was famous for getting Brooklyn to get a Sunday job at a cafe. Oh, really? For, so when he was like, oh, just old enough to have a Sunday job, mm. he would work in a local coffee shop, and that was his like pocket money. And David Beckham was asked about it in an interview. He was like, well, yeah, he's just like any other yeah. sixteen-year-old. He's got. But then he's driving a McLaren and stuff. And I'm thinking, Where yeah. does that come from, David? I don't know. And um, how's that work? Yeah, and but the one person that he's very directly connected to is one of the best chefs this country's ever produced, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay of course. You think he'd be like, just that's a really let's good do point. a couple of days together and just you know yeah. sort this out. Absolutely, yeah. I didn't even think about that. They're like famous for spending Christmases together. And yeah, his families. <laughs> I hope Brooklyn's not doing a cook it. Yeah, oh, fuck me, <laughs> honestly. Um, on that note, though, what uh, what was the? How old were you? Were you? Obviously, you grew up in pubs, but what was your first like? Were you like fourteen, fifteen when you first got a job? Were you a bit older than that? Well, I was working you? in the pubs from like sort of twelve, thirteen, wow, but that 12. was it wasn't not working, working. It. Yeah, that's how I'd earn my pocket money. Uh, nice. So it wasn't working, working. So it'd be like. Yeah, you know, it's a busy bank holiday. Right, go and collect the glasses. So it'd be like an hour or two collecting all the glasses, bringing them in, washing the glasses. Got yeah. And then the same as um, yeah, washing up in the kitchen. I wouldn't be like doing a six eight hour washing up shift. Yeah, be like go and do yeah. an hour or two, or Bits go and wrap and the cutlery. So just learning to earn my money that way, mm-hmm. and just helping the sort of the family. Nice pub out really. Yeah, mine was. I think I was four maybe just 15 and mine was a local pub it was literally 50 yards from my front door so oh, it was perfect. easy and it was yeah it was glass collecting and then mm. pot washing became yeah. you know, but it was all that and it was yeah. quite, still I still even now as like a professional and I've done all these things and that was hard that was the hardest job yeah. ever I always recommend Felt. any sort of young teenagers to work in this industry even if you don't care about it, you don't want to work in this industry you want to do like you media anything else like your part-time job like work in hospitality because it just gives you this appreciation for hard work oh absolutely yeah and actually thinking back to it not just literally the graft of like you know it's often like long nights but it's busy it's hot you mm-hmm. know a bit little bit of manual labor i guess it's also um i think you didn't appreciate it at the time but i realized that you learn a lot about like communication yeah because it's like even though it's just a pot washer, glass collector, you have little dealings with the waiters, the kitchen staff, the owner might pop it, you know, a mm. little bit. And then, so so you suddenly start to develop like almost basic business running. Yeah. You're yeah, just yeah. around it. And it, I'd never appreciated it at the time, but actually a few years later, you realize that you picked up skills just in a pub, just being there. Yeah. That you never would have, on, on the face of it, you just think, oh, glass collecting, what's, yeah. well, I'm not going to learn anything there. It's the bigger picture. Yeah. It. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so I wanted to chat to you about uh, a little venture down to Bristol. I went to Bristol a couple of weeks ago for my uh, cousin's kid's 18th birthday. And uh, we were there in the day. 
we got invited to go to a burger place called Asado. Thanks so much to the guys there for sorting us out. We had an amazing meal. Burgers were insane. So yeah. good. Nice. Uh, recommend it to everyone. Um, after that, we went into the town centre. This was fucking crazy. It was me, <laughs> Hayley, my sister, and my dad, four of us. We were just milling about the town centre. And then we're in that lovely lull of, right, let's go back to the hotel. We've got a couple of hours before we go to the party. Yeah. So as we're leaving, we're walking through the town centre. And we're going down these like little steps in this pedestrianised bit. And uh, my dad's like taking it all in and he and he trips down the step a little bit. It was innocuous. He didn't like fall to the ground even. Mm. He just sort of like stumbled down them, almost la- like laugh at him. Like it was nothing. <laughs> but he put his hand out on the wall just to stop himself. But as he did, he happened to catch this like metal spike that was coming off the wall. So there's a ra- where a railing should have been. Yeah. The railing wasn't there, but the, the things that were holding the railing were still there. Oh, so they shot. his hand out. Yeah. He turned around and was like, oh, you're okay. Like, he didn't even fall over. Like, I was thinking nothing. He just turned around and the blood was literally... Fuck. He cut his whole thumb open. The pavement was covered. It looks horrifying, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was, he was like in shock. I was looking. I did not handle it. I was like, what, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What the hell have you done? He did that classic. I don't know whether it's a British thing, but he did the thing of like sucking it. <laughs> it's like if you get a splinter. I was like, yeah. Dad, you've, stop, you're just drinking blood. Stop it. Like, it's Recycling it. Honestly, he looked up at me like a dog, like with his mouth covered in blood. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? So we, oh, mate, it was fucking awful. But we, we, Luckily, we were in walking distance of hospital. We went over to hospital. They sorted him out. He's been so... I've never been to an emergency room where they see you straight away. Normally, I'm sat there for four no, hours. It doesn't matter. Blood must have been alarming to him. He was bleeding so much that we went. Sh- he went straight in. Yeah. So we were just sat there as well. And it was like, fucking hell, what a day. We did eventually get to the party. But one of the most horrible things for me was we were just sat <coughs> waiting for him to come back out. And then suddenly these guys came walking in and uh, they were all like basketball players. You could tell just like the clothes, mm. they're bloody tall with their mate on a like a stretcher and he was holding his shoe <laughs> and you look down and his right foot is at a right angle. What? And I was honestly, I, I play basketball like quite a few times a week <laughs> and I was literally telling you, I was like, I'm never playing again. I, I literally cannot do this. It's fucking horrendous. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is fucking... And, it was full at like four o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, wow. A reminder that there's constantly people fucking themselves up all the time. Yeah. And we're just, a, we're just completely. Just oblivious to yeah, it. Yeah. And there's all these nurses, doctors, like just being heroes, kind of stitching dad up, fixing <laughs> people's broken ankles <laughs> on there. Like, all in like, a day's work. All in a fucking day's work. It was like, we were in print. And it was the classic thing where the, the nurses and doctors were like, uh, right, what's your home address? And we were like, oh, back in Warwickshire. And they were like, what are you doing? And we're like, we're here for one night. We've got a party in an hour. And they were literally like, fucking hell. This is an absolute shit show. But apart from that, the burgers were fucking yeah. amazing. Oh, is your dad anyway? Yeah, he's had his stitches out today. Oh, good. Which is good. But yeah. he's so funny though. I don't know if it's a generational thing, but he's, uh, it's almost like, after the initial instant, within five minute minutes, it's just an inconvenience. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not like a, oh, I'm really hurting. Oh, Once you know like, it's it's overall okay. Yeah, he's like, just he's oh, just annoyed. It's just yeah, like, fuck it. It's like shit on his shoe. He's like, come on, get this off. Yeah, like, it's so irritating. Yeah, it, that's but. why. Like, and I wouldn't obviously with that cut. That was what why I'd like quarterize and seal my cuts because yeah. it was inconvenient it's annoying it's like it, more yeah. than anything i just need yeah. um, i need to get on i still can't believe you do that i yeah. can't, can't get ahead it, it, like that sharp thing is, is you had to like report it to anyone just because obviously it's sharp in there or <sighs> yeah we have or i mean again because we were there for like a day yeah it's not even we didn't even have time to go nip down back into the town center to get a photo of it do you know mm. what i mean like we were just because we were like get to the party we were only staying at the hotel for one night we're going home yeah. the next day it was just like 
just it was yeah. all a bit much but like, fuck me what are the chances that anywhere else you could have tripped yeah it just happened to go into this tiny yeah spot. it was literally two inches it was nothing oh. i was like fuck me take me back to asado take me back for a burger <laughs> uh but yeah that was me on a on a funny saturday afternoon what else have we been up to we went up to manchester last week yes we did yeah it's a bit frustrating though because we can't really say loads about it because no of, um, no we've got to keep signing in nda yeah so it's a very yeah very cool podcast that we've done yeah so we've recorded it we'll be able to release it later this year but we can say i guess what it is but just none of the content yeah no, yeah nothing it. behind it no detail behind it at all can no. we but we can say what where we were can we yeah we uh um, we say I don't see we why were. not. I mean, I haven't, I haven't actually read the NDA. I well, just because, signed it because yeah. it's public knowledge that that show is being made. Yeah, yeah. So we can't. Right, just an on-air meeting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, boiling point: the show, which was a Netflix special. Yeah, um, brilliant film. If you've not watched it, uh, yeah, brilliant film. Stephen Graham. Uh, it's like a hour-long night service in a restaurant, and sort of part of the sort of fascina- fascination is that it's a single shot. It's like one whole scene, like a play. Mm. Um, anyway, it did really well, pretty successful, and then um, production companies, BBC, picked it up, and now they've announced they're doing a, a six-part series on the BBC mm. with all the same cast, so Stephen Graham's back and all that sort of thing. So we got in touch with the director, and we were luckily enough invited up to Manchester where they film, they're filming it to uh, interview him and Ellis Barry, who's like the... Yeah. Um, what was his chef twat? Consul- yeah, chef twat, chef consultant chef. Consultant chef, <laughs> chef twat. Uh, <laughs> and it was amazing because we got to go and see the set Talk to them about how they make it. Yeah, it's eye-opening for what me. Yeah. You know, anyone who's never worked in any kind of media, just to see how things come together. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like even the size, of the size of the crew and the, oh God, the detail of it. It's like we we again we can't go into the detail of the content or the storylines or anything like that. But obviously, you know, the set of Boiling Point involves a restaurant. Mm. Uh, it's not really a giveaway that <laughs> we, we were down. We were looking at it, but it was almost. I said to you at the time, it was almost underwhelming because the detail is so good that you just feel like you're in a restaurant yeah yeah like you don't you're you're almost like oh wow look at this set you're just like well this is a kitchen but it's not yeah it's not until you sort of step outside those wooden boards holding the set together that you're like oh shit this is a set yeah but yeah it it just looked immaculate because i remember even the you know like the overhead fans what do you call that what do you call the The extraction the extractions yeah yeah there was like they were all like greasy because obviously well they would be yeah but that wasn't grease it was like textured just made to look it yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, you always had to stop it oh fuck no this is fake yeah it was absolutely insane yeah yeah um, no I, I loved it I and loved they it were they were great brilliant. they were so much fun to interview and chat to and they told some great stories and yeah uh, so yeah. we'll be releasing that when the when the, when show the comes series out. comes out so exactly. yeah what sort of end of summer time roughly isn't it yeah. they haven't got an exact date yet but. yeah exactly that. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to share that with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and it was just always fun just being like, out on the road. Yeah, uh, we didn't really. We it wasn't a very. Uh, it wasn't a culinary experience. We just no. stopped off at uh, services on the way. <laughs> with Marks and Spencer sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I, I seem to remember you made a good comment that the uh, Marks and Spencers are good for generosity in the salmon. Fry. Yeah, their, their sandwiches are great. Mm. Like. Yeah, I, full. yeah. I've have, I've put some things on social media before. I like so you get say Tesco one, and you might get like just like a kind of a little line of say smoked salmon, <laughs> Wait, a wavy. It line. probably covers, without exaggeration, twenty percent of the bread, <laughs> and there's loads of cream cheese. It's like feels heavy. Yeah, yeah. But there, cream. it's like square cut and like perfectly on the sandwich. I know that's really geeky, no, but mate. I always open a sandwich up before I eat it. I just have Do to. You? Yeah, always. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
you put crisps in it. Oh yeah, I love that. Uh, pretty much every sandwich I have, I put crisps in. Without really? fail, yeah, really? yeah. Always just the love flavor. the texture. No, it depends really. There's there's quite a sort of flavour algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I never. Yeah, I've not done that. I've had crisp sandwiches when I was a kid. What, just butter and crisps. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And great. pretty much any flavour crisp works with that, depending yeah. on how you feel. So yeah, I think exactly. it's the ultimate. What's the What's the most random combo of sandwich filling with crisps you would do? <sighs> oh, with the BLT, just... you've already got like the crisp. BLT, I. Well, if I had a fresh made BLT, I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. But a shop one, yeah, I, yeah. I would, because the lettuce is like, you know, flaccid. Yeah, that's and true. Wet, and the, the bacon's not really crispy, is it? So, no, that's true. I mean, I'd rarely buy that anyway, but um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, a lot of sandwiches now, now I find those. If I go into a Starbucks, I was there the other day in a Starbucks and I counted, and Costa. So there's like 16 sandwiches, probably 14 are cheese. Really? Yeah, and then you've got a gluten-free one, so which isn't cheese, not great. So you're down to slim pickings of what you like. Yeah, yeah. But even like, you know, I know I'm not a cheese eater, I'm not mooning, <laughs> but like for everyone else, that's not much variety, is it? No, like it's... every hot sandwich in all those coffee shops, every hot it's sandwich cheese. is cheese because yeah. they need that moisture because they're dry as fuck. Yeah, that's true. And they because they're toasting them, they melt and they've got that satisfying yeah. pee. I've been toasted. Cheese look. Paul and that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, so many of them. Is that because of shelf life as well? Like cheese will last a bit longer on the shelf than some meat? I doubt it. I think it's lack of ideas in their Is development it? team. Do you reckon? Yeah, of calling them out, yeah. <laughs> calling up Starbucks. They'll never amount Wait, to no, anything. They'll to never honest, amount to it's anything. It's more Costa and Nero now. Starbucks, I went the other day, I was going to train to London, and they only had about, they only have a few choices now, three or four. That's it. Like really? really shit choices. And I always end up having whatever time of day, it's either a, a bacon or a sausage batch because like yeah, yeah. that's it's fine. That, that's it. And then yeah. there's two cheese and that's it. Yeah. Starbucks, yeah. Um, Raise your game. Uh, do you, would you do the crisp in the sandwich trick in Starbucks? Not on a, like a hot sandwich. No, no, no That's not a, a bit weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially a sausage batch. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that a good combo might be like a chicken and sweet corn one with like a smoky bacon crisp. Yeah, that would work. Well. Flame grill. Anything McCoy's. where it's really soft sandwich. Mm. I mean, like a tuna mayonnaise sandwich with cheese and onion crisp. That's the one. Ooh. Not something vinegar for that. Cheese and onion with that. Ooh. Um, a tuna melt. That's it. That's a massive. You just reminded me of that because um, it came up on social media. I was scrolling the other day. It seems to be a massive thing in America, less so here. But the idea on paper does it sound. So tuna melt is obviously tuna and cheese, but yeah. melted and hot. Yeah. That feels weird to me, but it's really popular in America, isn't it? Tuna yeah, I think melt. it's pretty popular over here like, as well, isn't it? Oh, is it? I think it's getting there. Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't even rather have one. I, I don't You'd take much notice of one. it. No. No. But it doesn't sound, when you actually think about no. hot cheese, melted cheese with hot tinned tuna. Hot tinned tuna with presumably mayonnaise in it. I don't, oh. Yeah. But it's so popular. So yeah. Maybe we need to try I'm, I'm all right. Yeah, you, I think you need to try and feed back. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> no, uh, also, if anyone has any recommendations of crisp combos or whether you put crisps in your sandwich, please let us know. Send us photos and pictures and whatever. We do a crisp roulette where you open a few bags and you don't know what's what and you mix them up. I well. fucking hate that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm being deadly serious. I hate it. You know, at, like conviction in that then. <laughs> parties or people, you know, and then you get a giant crisp bowl and there's multiple flavors in. No, no, no. I hate it. I don't. I really like don't knowing know what stand. I'm going to have. Fair when enough. It comes to the idea that I could have a couple in my mouth at once that are all different, like that. Yeah, oh, that is no, a bit weird. Yeah, no, no, that no. is a bit weird. Don't, I don't want them all separate. 
Yeah. Separate, please. <laughs> we've not really, it feels like we've never really talked about crisps. They're a massive part of my life, crisps. Oh, crisps are amazing. We never, t- we Love never talked crisps. about them. What, what's your go-to? Is your go-to? My ultimate is salt and vinegar. Right. Like that just top Is that like a kettle anything. chip or like a No, just Walkers like or? a classic Walkers. Kettle chips are nice and that, but sometimes they're a bit hard, especially for a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit bougie, isn't there? <laughs> but Walkers is a classic. That's the standard. Yeah. And then you can have your crinkle, your thick cut, and all your other hand cut. But like your standard, your basic is yeah. Walkers. That's what I grew up on. Fair. It's the ultimate crisp, I yeah. think. They've Fair. just got the texture right. Fuck me, breaking down the textures of a crisp. <laughs> hey, man, that's what we're here for. <laughs> um, but I, I like pretty much every other flavour, unless it gets like too cheesy. Like the Doritos Tangy Cheese is rank. Mm. Or Walkers Max Cheese. Yeah, is rank, but like classic cheese and onion, it's not cheesy, is it? No, it's no. just tasty. No, it's good. But pretty much any crisp, I'll like prawn cocktail, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice and acidic. I, yeah. They they're fine to me, but people seem to they seem Never to be the marmite. Choice. They seem to be the marmite. I think of... marmite crisps are nice. Yeah, yeah. I've not had them. Have you not? Walker's marmite. Okay. Good crisp. Flame grilled McCoy's is my favourite. I love the texture. They're thick. Yeah, and the beefiness and the. Salt yeah, the, the char-grilled steak McCoy's as well. Yeah, They're nice. And the salt and vinegar, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimate. All the McCoy's. The best best ones out there, the Walker's Max salt and vinegar. So the, are the they're Walker's crinkle Max cut, trim- but yeah, yeah. they're a bit like McCoy's, but the texture I prefer. But oh. they're really hard to find. We need you to find do, the paprika everywhere. I think we need to do a new feature every week where we do a top five of something. Oh, we should, yeah. We would like take it in turns, like the batons, like where you come up with your top five. And it's completely subjective. Yeah. So people could be pissed off with it, but it's your top five. Yeah. Okay. We should do that every week. It's a great idea. So like next week you bring the top five, Chris. Okay. And then I'll do, and then you pick a category for me and I'll come back with it. All right. We'll Perfect. It's a great idea. Oh, good fun. Um, what else we got, we got going on? Oh, Carter's. So me and Hayley went over to Brad's place in Moseley uh, on Friday night for Hayley's birthday. And just, yeah, just a pleasure. Just, it's yeah. a great place. Never been there before. We had Brad, second ever episode of the Nightcap. We did, yes. Um, really great episode. Ch- charming, brummy man. Just a, a humble, just humble, funny guy. bearded man. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's great. And it's just a cool place. Like, it sounds shallow, but it's just fucking cool. Yeah. Like, He's a cool guy. He's good fun. It's not pretentious or, mm. you know, because, you know, uh, I think some people's fear always with those sorts of restaurants is can they fit, you know, can it be a bit like bit much and a bit like mm. but, but it's just so relaxed and nice and friendly and and also what I like you know I don't really want to go into all the detail of it because it just gets a bit silly and also people want to discover it for themselves but like some of the dishes like Brad came over and explained it and what I really love is he takes he takes super humble things mm. or, or stuff he's read about uh, you know in history books you know, he tries to attach as much to it, much to it to Birmingham as, as he oh, can oh god yeah and Birmingham yeah. doesn't have in his own words a rich heritage of food you no. know, like, like a Rome or a fucking you know <laughs> no. it's Birmingham but yeah. he was like you know it's taken me a while to find these like pockets of and one of the things we had was a Birmingham soup. I'd never heard of that. You know, Birmingham's the biggest city closest where I've grown up. So I feel a little bit connected to it. But no, you know, I'd never heard of Birmingham soup. And he was like, even people in Birmingham haven't really found it. But it was a worker's soup from like a few hundred years ago. Oh, wow. And it was what you'd probably imagine. Like if, if I said Birmingham yeah. soup, what would you guess is involved? Is it'd it be a game like, we played on the night? I'd, I'd, it'd be kind of, my assumption, just from very little information, it'd be quite brothy. Exactly. There'd be like some... Um, tough cut meat in there braised and then some nice root vegetables exactly that yeah so yeah. it's like turnipy yeah beefy brothy 
and but he and he did that, but just elevated, just it elegant. Lot. And again, because you're in Birmingham, you, you know that sense of the history. He actually he wrote up the recipe. He found it in a book in the library in Birmingham, uh-huh. and they've now included pictures of his. Oh, wow. Recipe and stuff in the library so you can read up about Brad's. Nice. That's cool. That is like pro- proper fucking history. Yeah, and it's like a proper you're a connection part of the to your surroundings. Of the city. Yeah. And that, that sort of shit for me is. That's awesome. I didn't know that. It's really yeah. cool. It's so know. cool. So, you I want to go back. I've not been for a few years. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I've been. I think I've been like three times though. But. What I really like as well, and I guess like every restaurant's different, but it's just the quirkiness of the it's a bit, a bit like sat baines's you know like you don't expect where it is on a yeah. map yeah like you go into mosley and yeah. it's a shop front yeah, yeah it's like, like it's next door to a 24 7 pharmacy in a precinct <laughs> yeah and it's like it's but i love that it's like a yeah it's, it's not a nook and cranny but even like you know here is a grade two listed building you can almost yeah if you weren't looking for it miss it but i like i like that because it's like a hidden it's mm. like a secret in yeah, a way. It's it is, like and it's it's like also the same with Sats. Like you go down there, and there's the pylon, and you the, feel like you're going to a five-a-side football tournament when you yeah. go to Sats, don't you? It, like, yeah, you do. But like when, when I used to fields. go down there, work there was often there was like you know gypsy caravans, or and you know a lot of you know in the River Trent there was just people dumping shit in there, and yeah. like areas he's got no control over the pylon, the fly, yeah, the massive pylon, yeah. But you go in, and you just as soon as that door closes, it's like you're in a, fucking it's like a snow, heaven. It's like a snow globe. Yeah. Like, so Oh, pot, I'm in. I'm in. It's like, I Set, be, yeah. Same with Carter's shopfront, Mosley. Mosley's a cool area, but like you say, it's shopfront, a few parking spaces. Yeah. It's one of them you just stop at. You don't even see the other shops. You just go in pharmacy, get your stuff and go. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Go through the door, you're in, and yeah. you're there for a few hours and you're lost. You're lost. That's exactly it. I, I fucking love that. It's part of the experience. Really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so part cool. of the journey. Ah, awesome. Um, much else going on, mate? What's yeah, I've, I've, I've been having. Uh, like wars with people on TikTok again. Like oh, really? the pronunciation police have been after me. Have they? Fucking sad bastards. As like, in pronunciation. So you as in how talking I pronounce or- things? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What Even though I did pronounce it properly right. in British terms, so I did a Noki video yesterday, and I said Noki, and God, the people coming after me. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is Noki? <laughs> Twat. Like, and that is the British pronunciation. Yeah. Right. Sure. But. I'm not, I'm, I hate it when people, they'll speak in their normal accent and then they'll go, gnocchi. <laughs> <laughs> You're more of a twat. Yeah, like, it, that makes me cringe. But in Britain, we do pronounce it gnocchi. We yeah. don't say gnocchi. And that's, that's Italian. But gnocchi. it's the same as like, we say Paris. Yeah, we don't say fr- Puri. We don't say Puri. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I just went to Puri last year. Oh, you're a twat. Yeah. That's what you'd think. Or uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. You yeah. don't, you just no, don't, do you? No. So and you it's pronounce fine. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So many people. And this guy was having a go at me and I told him to piss off. Um, <laughs> normal form. And then he was like, um, he was moaning because he, he said like, oh, you, you know, you're moaning because uh, I'm an American telling you English how to speak. I, said, I didn't know you're American. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I didn't look, but I'm pronouncing it correctly. I said, well, as you're American, you pronounce risotto, risotto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not how the Italians pronounce it. So your yeah. argument falls apart based on that. What was his re- response? Well, he, he was just having a go at me. So I did look on his profile. It was all about guns. So I said oh, to him, I'm not going to upset you in case you shoot up a school. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I couldn't resist. Yeah, level. I know. Just wanted to shit. But like loads of them. It's like what? Like I did a nice video how to make Parisian gnocchi, right? Mm. Different style of gnocchi uh, because I was just w- tweaking the recipe for the book. I'm going to work on it again later. So I thought I'll film it. And there's a really cool little hack, right? 
in it and I thought people appreciate that right? yeah. again I do the shit for free yeah. right yeah, filming exactly. it and edit, editing it so Parisian gnocchi is like a shoe base mm. essentially a shoe pastry but the recipe is slightly different put it in a piping bag and what you do you pipe it over boiling water and like cut it with scissors oh, okay. yeah, yeah. but this hack I'd seen years ago that I'm going to do in the book tie a piece of string over your pan and you just pipe over the string and just cuts it for oh. you Ah, Boil, nice. slow to the top, take it out, and then you saute it or whatever. Clever. So it's just a lovely little hack. But they're like, ignore all that. He said, knock it wrong. Oh, mate, honestly. <laughs> it's I, I so know. funny. How people care that much as I know. well. It's just fucking hilarious. But the joke's on them. The yeah, it like, is. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole, I can't remember his name, which is a shame I can't shout him out. But there's a guy on TikTok that his whole channel, he's got loads of followers, is just dedicated to this. Oh, is it? And it's really funny because it's, Every single scene is the same where it's it's him and him. Yeah. So he just flips it, plays both characters. I think I might have seen him actually, yeah. It's really good. And he also he pretends be, he doesn't know where they're mean. Yeah. 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 He, every time. So he'll be like, uh, oh, mate, what are you looking at there? He's like, oh, just this book on uh, famous artists. I'm just looking at um, Vincent van Gogh. And he'll go, Vincent van Gogh? And the guy will be like, well, yeah. You never heard of Vincent van Gogh? No, never heard of Vincent And it goes on for ages. <laughs> He's like, he cut off his ear. He did the sunflowers. And like... Oh, you mean Vincent Van Gogh? Like, he'll, make a, he'll make a massive like, and he does it every time. And it's yeah. fucking perfect. Brilliant. No, I can't, can't abide it. But it just, doesn't it make you cringe when people, like me with Coventry accent, will speak normally and then go, Barcelona or... <laughs> my, my, or uh, Brunschetta. It'd be mental. It'd be too much. So like, weird. Yeah, I cringe. I like, think, uh, so my mum was bad for it. She got away with it a bit because she was a teacher. So she, te- she taught French and English mm. at like GCSE and uh, A-level. She's from, she was from Bristol. So she genuinely uh, okay. had like, all right, my lover. Like she'd yeah. sound like that. But then she would do fret and she would sound. So she'd be like, oh, me and your dad, we went to the Champs-Élysées. And I'm like, whoa, it's like proper like joke. Yeah. But she would always. You can see do. where it comes from with her teaching yeah, French. Yeah. Like try she's and sound right. focused on the accent of it. Yeah. It's just your general but at home we'd, street. At home, we'd butcher her for that. <laughs> no, we'd be like, no, 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 fuck, fuck off. You're from Bristol. We're not having any of it. Yeah. But, uh, cool. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, have we got... Oh, we, no, we've got a little bit of correspondence before we go, actually. We'll do a couple of these. Uh-huh, cool. um, we have got one who wants to remain anonymous, saying, Hi, guys. Last week, I spent a week doing agency at a fancy bank between jobs. I arrived and didn't know what I'd let myself in for. I asked if we would be doing a three-course lunch for the directors, thinking it'd be a posh gig, only to be told we'd be cooking lunch for 350 in the canteen in the basement. What a place and amount of volume of prep and food. I'm classically trained and from a restaurant background, seen so much cowboy stuff here. I didn't believe these chefs were out there. Saw the world's largest spoon ever, had to remove it from the brat pan. Uh, please keep, uh, he put, please keep me anonymous, but accidentally put, please keep me enormous. <laughs> love, love to keep you enormous, mate. Uh, and then sent us a photo. I know you've seen this. Of this yeah. The biggest spoon I've ever seen. Cooked to death. It's melting. Yeah. It's like properly, it's that plasticky end that's uh, all like disfigured. And I've seen them. I've seen nah, them out there. Nah, so that's feel, awful. Feel your pain, mate. Daniel also messaged us saying, hi guys, can't believe I've only just started listening to the pod. As a chef, it's brilliant to hear a no holds barred take on our industry. Um, and P.S. I hate people who cook spoons. That's very sweet, Dan. Glad. Um, yeah, it's weird to think that people might have only just joined us now since we've been doing these episodes. I know it is. Yeah, I just found it. Yeah, yeah and I'm sure nice. you'll know this anyway. But you can go back and, and listen to all the previous episodes. We've had loads of guests, and we do plan to get more guests later this year to do a proper series. Yes, we definitely uh, do. And then, of course, we've got our 
Boiling Point special. We yeah. cannot wait and to And some more stuff we can't talk about yet as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's all go. Yeah. And our merch, which you'll hear a second ad for very shortly, but we Brilliant. are, we're both digging I'm wearing it today. Yeah, it's genuinely so quality. Like, oh, I've been wearing them loads. Yeah. I love them. You can yeah. get them loads of different colours. You've got hoodies, t-shirts, different cuts for men and women. Go and check them out. Tmail.com slash the nightcap. Tmail, that's T-E-E mail, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice one. I'll catch you next week. Cool. Catch you later. Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now.